Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back into another edition of Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci, and today I am super excited to have on my guy, Connor Benson. He is here to talk about a great week of college football. I was looking forward to this week for so long. It's literally maybe the most unbelievable week of college football we've had in a long, long time. It's just been It was a flat-out incredible week. We kind of went through every single game. We jumped through conferences. We start out with some Big Ten. We talked about the Notre Dame-Ohio State game, moved to the ACC, talked about Florida State-Clemson, moved to the SEC, talked about the SEC for a while. Then we went Big 12, then Pac-12, and then Connor gave his prediction. This was overall just a great podcast. We jumped through pretty much everything you could jump through in college football, and this was so much fun. So, I mean, I'm just going to get the podcast started. Without further ado, I am going to cue the music. All right, welcome back into another episode of Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci, and today I got on my guy, Connor Benson. He is in the building, and I am super excited for this episode. Connor, how are you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing great, man. It's I'm happy to be on this. I'm looking forward to it for a long time. I know, I know. It's football season, man. And who better to bring on than my guy, Connor Benson? We played one year of football together. You were my quarterback. I was maybe the best scout team receiver anybody's ever seen. I was on fire. I was so good. But um, to, I, I mean, I'm so excited to get you on, like your football IQ and stuff and how we watch games together. And we'll talk about it. Dude, the football season has been crazy so far. What have been your thoughts so far? Just looking at it. It's crazy. So nuts. So nuts. It, can, it literally is from like teams blowing out like you would never guess to close games. It's It's been crazy this year. It's It's been unbelievable and I love it. I know. I know. Football season is always like the best time. And I mean, like this is the first year I've been covering it on a podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's so much to cover. I, I wish I could come out with an episode every single day. Like this is so much fun. But, um, you know, we just had, I think the best week of college football we've had in a long time. I mean, this was the most matchups that were between ranked opponents since 2015, which is just unbelievable. So I had to get somebody on to talk about it with. So why not go with my guy, Connor Benson? He was actually at the Alabama game, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I do want to start out with the matchup in South Bend, Ohio State versus Notre Dame. And this was an unbelievable game. Ohio State ended up winning on a walk-off touchdown, 17-14 to in this game. But, Connor, talk to me a little bit about what you saw in this game between Ohio State and Notre Dame. Dude, I, I mean, it was it was a nuts game. I think Sam, that Sam Hartman guy, he, he's the man. He is the man. And I really thought he was going to pull it out because if, if he pulled out that game – He's a Heisman contender all day, all one hundred percent. And well, it was it, it was a nuts complete. I think it was a complete defensive game all all around. Like uh, I thought, I thought Sam played well, and I I'm not a big fan of Ohio State's quarterback. Uh, is it? It's McCord, isn't it? Yeah, right? Kyle McCord. Yeah, Kyle McCord. Yeah, I 
I don't know. Ryan Day has got a good good program, so I think he he's really helping that. But I, I don't know. It was a nuts game. Nuts. Yeah, I mean to add on, like this game was crazy. Ohio State just barely sneaking out, and this was like a weird game because to start. Nobody could score and people were moving the ball. Like you saw Marvin Harrison have a couple big plays. Thank God he's okay. He had an injury earlier in the game. Thank God he's all right. Um, Emeka Abuko was making some good plays and the running backs were actually doing well. Traviana Henderson ended with 104 yards rushing. Audric Estime had 70 yards rushing for Notre Dame. Like both these running backs are pretty good. So people were moving the ball, but if you look at the game, like, especially in the first half, it was fourth downs. Like, they just could not convert fourth downs. Yeah. And it's really weird because, like, I was – I'm like you. I'm very high on Sam Hartman. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in college football right now. But, like, with McCord, man, he's – I mean, he can make some plays, but then there's other times where he doesn't make plays. And there's a lot of those quarterbacks where, like, they're just inconsistent and – you don't like love it, but with McCord, I don't know. It's just we're used to Ohio State having the guy, and I just don't know if he's that guy. It's dude, they're just their receiving core is just ridiculous. They, oh I mean, that's gosh, Ohio yeah. State. They're, they're, you, they're literally receiver you from like like the past decade. Mm-hmm. They just produce so many good receivers, and he's if he, if you're surrounded as a quarterback, if you're surrounded by really good athletes that if once the ball's in their hand, they're going to do something special with it. I mean, like he has that, he has that around him and his offensive line is Mm -hmm. very good. Yeah. And I mean, Ohio state's defense, dude, like they, they didn't get enough credit. I was looking at it uh, preseason and I still think this, but they're clearly the third best in the big 10. I think Michigan's and Penn state's defenses are better than Ohio state's defense, but this defense deserves some credit. Their secondary has proven every question wrong. They'd had a great game against Notre Dame here. They, they changed it up with some blitz concepts that made it really difficult for Sam Hartman, especially in that first half, the second quarter, he really struggled to get his receivers open. And, you know, Notre Dame made some adjustments in the second in the fourth quarter where they started coming back, scoring some touchdowns, you know, was looking good and then ohio state man like that last drive they kind of just ran it down their throats with henderson and i don't know like what Mar- i like marcus freeman overall but i don't know how you have 10 guys on the field for the last two plays of the game like that made no sense to me how that can happen and then travion henderson is able to just sneak in the end zone on the last play i i just think that's a little embarrassing you know that's rough a horrible a horrible it, I, I can't it's it's unacceptable it should not happen at that level and that big of a game that should never happen mm-hmm. you have to you have to hold your coach uh, accountable and you have to hold your players accountable for being on the field at the right time especially in that game time decision yeah I mean terrible way to lose that game especially like that's a home game it's primed for you you know like under the lights everybody's watching that game and it's just tough and looking at their schedule now, their college game day next week, they're going to Durham in Duke. And Duke is a good football team. I don't think I've ever said those words in my life. Man. I don't think anyone else has either. Exactly. That Clemson game was yeah. like, out of nowhere. I mean, they, they're I mean, they going to be an up-and-coming team. Like, it always happens. Everyone goes up. Everyone comes down. I really think Clemson, Sweeney's dynasty's over. Yeah. I mean, and we'll get into the Clemson game a little bit, but, like, 
this this Duke team's going to give Notre Dame some trouble. And then Notre Dame also has to go to Clemson, which is still a tough game, you know? Um, and they also got USC. Don't forget about USC. They're coming to Notre Dame also. So they got a tough schedule here. And I thought this was a very winnable game. I I thought they'd win this game. And I was kind of shocked it didn't happen. But it ended up being a great game. And I can't complain when there's a great game, you know? Oh, no, you never can. I mean, it also proves that, like, Notre Dame, they have a hard schedule. I mean, they're going to yeah. they're gonna play better in hard situations. I, I know I'm not a – I do not like Ohio State at all, but they don't have, like – the greatest schedule like yeah yeah like, i mean all they about like strength of schedules and everything like that it's just not there yeah i mean they do have penn state and michigan going into uh which later this year play, yeah. yeah which is conference play which will end up being good but um do you think that they're good enough to be able to compete with a michigan or a penn state they got penn state at home and then they got at michigan if you had to pick between those three teams right now, where would you rank them, and who do you think is going to end up getting out of the Big Ten? It's so hard to say. I do. I really like Penn State. Allen okay. is doing a great job there. Yeah, and I really like. Yeah, Allen. Yep. Yep. He, he's did a. He's been doing a great job. Michigan. I mean, the easy schedule. Like they don't play anyone. I mean, yeah, don't play anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're only blowing teams out by thirty points, and they're like they're not they're not anything teams. Like, I, I it's so hard to say, but I really think Penn State's gonna gonna come out on top. I it's, okay, it's, okay. That's a hot. I like take. it. I like it. I like. I really it. I like Penn State a lot. You and you and Jonah with your hot takes going with Penn State. I like it. I like it. I like they like they it. took care of business uh, against mm-hmm. Iowa, winning thirty one nothing. And we'll like we can touch on it a little bit. But I mean, I talked about it earlier on the podcast. I love Drew Aller's composure in the pocket. Like he just has so much control over the line of scrimmage. And I feel like as a college quarterback, especially in your first year starting, that's probably the most difficult thing to do is have that much control and that much poise in the pocket. I mean, you were a quarterback. Talk to me a little bit about like just being that quarterback and being the guy that everybody's looking to. It's so important to have that poise, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And the environment he's in that Penn state environment is nuts. And I mean, even playing, like we went to a small school, like it was still like, I, I was so like just the energy coming down. It's just like, it's that adrenaline rush that like you just like you have, but you can't show anyone. Cause you have to keep that composure. You can't, it's like, you're playing cards. You cannot have any sort of like, you're not phased at anything. What I always learned, like my coach always taught me is like, dude, it's like one play at a time after mm-hmm. the play's gone next play. Like you cannot even interceptions, incomplete passes. It's next play, next play, next play. Yeah. And I mean, Aller does a great job of that. I mean, he'll have his ups and downs. He's a young quarterback. I think he's going to end up being really good. And against Iowa, like Iowa had no chance. Iowa's offense is just struggling. It's not there. And, um, you know, Penn State's looking better and better. And I'm I'm very scared as a Michigan fan for that game. That's going to be a very exciting game. And I'm pumped for when it's going to come. That's going to be fun. The Big Ten is very fun. Those three teams are very good. And Ohio State's proving to be – they're not the Ohio State we know, but they're going to be one of those top teams in the end. They always are. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Let's move into Florida State and Clemson just a little bit before we get to the SEC. And this was an unbelievable game. Florida State sneaking out 31-24 in overtime. Talk to me a little bit about what you saw in this game. 
I mean, obviously, uh, Clemson was on top for a while, and yeah. Travis did not have his the first uh, his first half was not great. They came out. They had a touchdown. I think like towards the end of the uh, first half that really put them on top. I think it was like what 14-14 It came back yep. halftime. Yep. Yeah, so that definitely pushed them over the edge in Clemson too. That's a hard place to play at. That's a really yes. hard place to play at. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking going back to that composure. I just don't think he he definitely was phased in the beginning. Um, and I mean, he came out. I really I really like that Florida State team too. I really like them. Yeah, I mean they're. They got a lot of athletes, and the thing that impressed me the most about this game was Florida State's defensive line. Like, Clemson has some really good running backs. I love Will Shipley. I think he's one of the best running backs in football. And uh, they also got – I'm not going to say his name right, but it's like Phil Maffe or something. I don't know. I'm not going to – that name is completely wrong, but that's what I do. Um, Shipley ended up with only 67 yards rushing, and uh, their other running back only 69 yards rushing. So Florida State just controlled the – the ground game. They were all over them. And that's really difficult because it put a lot of pressure on Klubnik and Klubnik was very inconsistent throughout this whole game. He had some plays where he was making great throws down the field and was doing awesome. And then there's that other play where Florida state runs an exotic blitz at him and he doesn't see it coming at all. And it's a scoop and score for a touchdown in the third quarter. That was a huge play. And you know, like it's just been that way with Klubnik throughout the whole year. And I think, um, Garrett Riley's brought in a great system and there's, they get a lot of yards, but the thing is they turn the ball over so much and it's so difficult to come back from those turnovers. It's killer, man. It's tough. Yeah. He, he, he struggles. He, he gets phased under pressure so much. He just like, it's like that, that spaz in your head that like, he just needs to get the ball out and need to get the ball out. He can't mm-hmm. like, if you need to take a sack, you take a sack. Like it's you next play, next play. You know what I mean? Turning the ball over, it's it's, it's a game changer. That's going to win and lose a season for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, talk to me a little bit about Jordan Travis and like what you're seeing from him. He had a great game in this one, 289, two touchdowns. Why are you so high on this Florida State team? Is it just the poise that Travis is showing? Keon or? Coleman. Keon, Keon Coleman. Coleman. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's nuts. He's he's yeah. nuts, dude. He's just a crazy athlete. Yeah, he's I mean, big, he's I, unbelievable. Oh, he's unbelievable. And we kind of knew that from the Michigan State days, from when he was there. Like, some of the athleticism he pulls off is just incredible. In this game, he had five receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns. And his touchdown in overtime was dude. crazy. Like, that's such a hard catch to make on one-on-one. It's He's unbelievable, man. He reminds me of a DK, honestly. I, I really like a DK. I Mac see that. I, really I see like that. it. Yeah, I mean. He's got, he's got that big, strong, tall build. He's just a beast, man. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. It's hard to guard him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be like one of those top picks in the draft when when yeah. it's his time. I mean, he's, he's really just an incredible athlete. And, you know, with Florida State, like, they got they got a solid defense. They've won the games they're supposed to win so f- they're supposed to win so far. The thing is that's probably going to help them too. Is the ACC is a lot better than we expected. I mean, you got a Duke team that they're going to play um, near the end of October, which is going to be a very interesting game. They got that one at home. They also got Miami at home, which is going to be very interesting. Miami's pretty good. And then the last game of the season, they go to the Swamp. So that one will be good. The Swamp's always a tough place to play. We saw Tennessee struggle with that last week. So, I mean, 
you know, it's definitely going to be interesting for Florida State, but they got the two juggernauts out of the way in Clemson and LSU, and that's just important. It A win's a win, you know, and they struggled with Boston College last week, but they got it done, you know. Win's a win, and they're doing what they got to do, and I'm excited for them. I wasn't high on them, but they're they're proving me wrong with every step of the way. So. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Travis really he like he was uh he was a walk on which is just it makes it so much better man it's mm-hmm. like he had a pretty good he came in after the injury uh last season and balled out he was balling out and then this season's just going uphill just going yeah. up it's, it's like it's great to see it and especially for that Florida State team like they used to be so good back with uh Dion and everything like that yep. and they went downhill but man I think they're they're gonna be an up and coming team. Yeah, I mean, they had the Jameis Winston years, and that's really about it. But yeah. um, tra- it's so cool to see Travis. He's breaking, like, all the Florida State records, and, mm-hmm. like, that's the cool part about it. And he's just proven every step of the way, like, you can put it all on my shoulders, and I'm going to get it done. And he's getting it done, which is very impressive, you know, 100%. All right, let's move into the SEC because that's what we're here to talk about. We got to discuss the Alabama game. They had a big game this week. At home against Ole Miss, and this was an exciting game. So you were at the game. Talk to me about the environment, what you saw from the team, just everything about the game. You know, it's uh, going back to last week with Jalen not starting, and it just—I mean, Saban. Everyone was saying Saban need to prove anything, prove something, tell him that he's he wanted to see that leadership role. He he didn't need to prove that. He just wanted to. He told him. He told the backup. He told Ty that he was going to play. He also told uh, Buckner that he was going to play. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's that leadership role, but the environment, man, the environment is nuts, especially that big of a game against Ole Miss. It's it's nuts. I mean, just a crazy, crazy place to be. Brian Denny's a huge place, especially that big of a game. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, this game definitely – I'm sure the games that were circled on the schedule were this game – I mean, LSU is coming to your place too this year. And you got, uh, you had Texas earlier. I mean, just an insane year for home games, which I think it's absolutely huge this year because this is the most questions you've had about your football team in a long time. And it's just the truth. But the one thing that you shouldn't question about Alabama is their defense because your defense put on a show yesterday. It was unbelievable. They were all over Jackson Dart, making it uncomfortable for him, making it difficult. And, I mean, I didn't even think Dart had a bad game. He made one bad throw and that deep ball. Um, yeah, I don't remember who was two. Yeah, where they was picked. But other than that, like, Dart didn't even play that bad. It was just the D-line was pressuring him every step of the way, which made it so difficult for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Our defense is really carrying us through this uh, through this year, and I mean, it's our defense is not Kool Aid. Kool Aid at corner, he's the yep. best corner in the whole entire college football. <laughs> it's he's ridiculous. You got Arnold at back at uh, safety. He's not. It's just it's just all around like just a all around great defense, and that's just really what's carrying us through this through these last couple games. Yeah, I mean. It was a big win here. It was ended up being 24-10. And Ole Miss like had shown throughout the whole year that they had a very like tough offense to deal with. And you guys kind of like just torched them, which is very good for like what you have coming up. The next game definitely on the schedule to look at is definitely going to be probably a home game against TCU. Or not TCU, sorry, Tennessee. 
but then you have uh, LSU the week after. So, like, it'll definitely be interesting. And with SEC play, you also have at Texas A&M, which Texas yeah. A&M, like, they're up and down. Like, I think that's very winnable. But I think before we, we start, like, looking ahead and seeing if they can win every game, we got to discuss the quarterbacks because the quarterbacks have been the story throughout the whole year. Like, Milrow's been up and down. You decided to go a different direction against USF to try to find some quarterbacks, see if you have anything else. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen from the quarterback situation. Yeah, you know, like, we, uh, Alabama's always had a great quarterback. It's, it's oh, We had Bryce Young, Heisman winner. Should have been two-time Heisman, and I'm not going to get into that. But, I mean, we Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Tua, like, just – it's ridiculous. And they're all, like, balling out in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that – it's that one missing piece that we don't have. We have great receivers. We have a great offensive line. Yeah. Our running back situation's up in the air a little bit. We have a good uh, – we have a good true freshman, Harris, coming in that will come in a little bit. And – but man, that quarterback situation is a struggle. He just, he needs, he just, he's struggling throwing it. Running, no question. Mm-hmm. No question. But it's, it's that throwing and you can't find it either way because Ty and Buckner, well, Buckner's just out of the question. He's horrible. He is so bad. <laughs> he played so bad against USF. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. It was like 3 0 at, at halftime or something like that. And it was, then we put Ty in. Ty goes down, scores a little bit. I don't know if you saw that video of Jalen coming out of the field just going yeah. crazy to Ty. Yeah. That's it's it's that leadership that he has is that's the difference between those three quarterbacks is that Jalen has the speed and he also has that leadership role. And that's all that Nick Saban cares about in that in that terms for who can get that starting position, man. Yeah. I mean, for me looking at the quarterbacks, it's like, yeah, you talk about the past where you had Bryce Young, Mac Jones, and all those guys. Um, I mean, the past past was AJ McCarron, where he was the game manager, like rely on the run, rely on the O-line, all that. And this is what that team's going to have to be. But the thing is, is your O-line's not as good as it normally is. Like it's been good, but it hasn't been great. Milrose, a lot of the time, has had to get the ball off quick. And there's been other times where Milrow holds the ball too long and it leads to a sack. So it's on the offensive line and it's not on the offensive line. Because Milrow, I think, is a very good quarterback and has plays where he makes some unbelievable reads. And then there's other times where his picks looks like the worst picks you've ever seen. You know, he had the one pick in the red zone where he just threw it right to the guy this game. This game. It, was and, it was a smash concept, and it was just like an easy read. I, I texted my coach about it. I was like, that was a ridiculous <laughs> read. He literally had the hitch down there, and he throws a corner to two defenders where Jermaine Burton doesn't have a chance. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that up and down. He doesn't have that, like, that killer instinct that he can go down every single drive and do the, do what he knows best. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like it's like we talked about with the quarterback is so much poise. It's so much like you got to have it every single play. And it's like Milrow doesn't have it every single play. He likes to trust his running or if he doesn't have his first read, he'll hold it too long and it makes it difficult for the O-line. I mean, you see it a lot with these college quarterbacks where they hold the ball a little long. I mean, I even think Shadir Sanders holds the ball a little long, you know, and I think he's 
going to end up being one of the best prospects. It's just the truth. But sometimes these guys just have a problem with it. And I think Milrow is one of those guys. But I think overall, he's a lot better than your other quarterbacks. We saw from Buckner and we saw from Simpson. Simpson's just not ready. He's young. He'll he'll be okay. I think he's going to end up probably being your starter in the future. And then uh, with Buckner, he just doesn't have it anymore. Um, you know, he, he got, so he had, yeah, I mean, he got injured at Notre Dame and, you know, like the fact that Alabama accepted him to come in was more Tommy Reese and like Tommy Reese is like, okay, he knows my offense. Let's try to give him another chance. And I feel bad. It's just not working. You know, it's the truth. It sucks. It is what it is. He's just not going to be in your future plans. But with yeah. Milrow, it's like, he's a great athlete. I think he's going to end up being okay. And you got a great offense. Like Jace McClennan, man, is a great running back. I love him. He ended up with 105 yards in this game. It really took over the fourth quarter, which was huge for you guys. And then I love Jerome Burton. I think he's an unbelievable receiver. I think he's one of the more impressive receivers that I've seen. Washington has some great receivers that I really like. Marvin Harrison is Marvin Harrison, so I think he's in a tier of his own. But Jerome Burton, man, is just – I really like him a lot. Yeah, no, I, I do think – like like I was saying, it's just we have that missing – that one piece we're missing, and it's just we're surrounded by great receivers. We have a great tight end, great running back. Offensive line is up and down, but it's because we're the, our offensive line is so young. I think we have two freshmen starting on our offensive line. I mean, yeah, they're young, so we got to get them more and uh, developed and have like a, a better role and have like I don't know even know whatever. Uh, but no, yeah, it's just that missing piece, man. I mean, Jermaine Burton is looking ridiculous. He's great deep ball threat, great deep ball threat. I mean, the past Texas game, I think he had that huge. Yes. Play to bring us back up in the lead. And mm-hmm. then, uh, then Jalen threw him another deep ball, I think, beginning the uh, second quarter or something like that. Yep. Yep. And yep. it was just a deep ball. He's taking that. He's taking that hit. So that's another thing. What I am noticing a lot more is that he is taking that as hit as he's throwing, which is a huge step in a quarterback's uh, progression throughout the play. Yeah. Yeah. Which is huge. So um, if you're looking at, the rest of the year as an Alabama fan, you focus on the SEC, you know, uh, there's the SEC is not where it is normally. I think the PAC 12 has kind of passed it for the deepest conference right now, just because you guys don't have, I mean, you have Georgia because Georgia's unbelievable, you know, and you got to put them number one right now, even though there's been some games where they haven't been impressive. But um, if you're looking at the SEC as a whole, is there any team besides Georgia that you're nervous about that you think is pretty good and being overlooked or anything like that? I mean, I can't say because I think Alabama has such – they have the potential to make the playoffs and they have the potential to win a national championship. And I know they can because we have Saban. Like, there's no questions about that. But, I mean, Tennessee, they have not been looking good at all. Like they just they just don't have that that the receipt their receiving core is not great. Uh, Milton's playing he's playing okay he's playing okay he's having a fair season. There's ups and downs with Milton. Yeah yeah there's ups and downs and you can't put in the true freshman Nico that kid was ridiculous in high school you can't do that mm-hmm. it's just not gonna work out you want someone with that that game experience and everything like that. But I mean LSU. It, they're all going to be tough games because of how big of rivals we are. But 
I mean, it's all I see is just Georgia. And like, I don't want to, like, I'm not going on wood right now, but <laughs> I just, the only, the only team I do see that like has a potential is Georgia. And that's throughout all college football. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, if I'm looking at the SEC right now, I was very high on LSU going into the year. I was. I really liked that how they brought in so much defense. And Jaden Daniels, I think, is a great quarterback. They struggled with Arkansas this week, which Arkansas, I think, is underrated because K.J. Jefferson can have some games where he's just incredible and you can't stop him. Um, the fact that they're winning these games is helping me with them. I think they're going to be very tricky for um, for Alabama in – like defensively, sometimes you can't struggle with some running quarterbacks and some running um, concepts, which might help them in ways of moving the ball against your defense. But we'll see with Milrow because Milrow is going to have a lot of time to develop throughout these few games before that game. So I am interested to see if he can develop a little more because I don't think LSU's defense is like physically imposing or anything compared to like a Texas or anything crazy. Cause Texas actually really impressed me physically. So I think overall, like I agree with you thinking that, um, that besides in the sec, like nobody's going to touch them really. But I do think there are some games that might be tricky, like at Texas A&M tough environment, you know, we'll see, they have the players. They just haven't put it together. I mean, we saw with the Miami loss and then a team that I really like that you might be shocked about is Kentucky. I really like Kentucky. I think they're dangerous. They brought in, they brought back their offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen. He was gone for a while. They brought him back this year when the Will Levis offense worked. It was because Liam Cohen was in charge of the offense. So he's back this year and you know, I really like Devin Leary. I think he's good. He hasn't played great this year so far, but he was really good at North Carolina State. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is Kentucky's winning games. They just killed Vandy yesterday. So, and again, that's Vandy, but still, like, I think Kentucky's a solid team. You play at Kentucky. If Kentucky wins games before that, that'll be tricky, you know? So looking at it that way, the SEC's, even though we're down on them, I still think it's a stacked conference overall, and clearly to me, the second best conference right now. I don't think the Big Ten's deep enough to compete with it, but um, you know, I'm I'm excited overall because I think Alabama's going to have a test every single week, and it's definitely going to be interesting looking at it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I I I I figured you were going to say Kentucky, but okay, it's be okay, interesting because they have some tough games coming up. They're playing Florida next week. Yep. And they're playing Georgia the following week. Yeah. And skip another week. They play. Uh, they play Tennessee. So yeah, they have, they have a tough couple like games ahead of them, and that's really going to see what they are. I mean, Florida. They're they're Florida's Florida's a good team. I would say Florida's a good team. I do too. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't know. It's 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 they're really they're not ranked yet. They're not ranked. So I'm a I'm a, I'm hesitant on it. I don't I'm know a, if I don't know if I'm a Graham Mertz believer. I mean, we saw him a lot in Wisconsin, and yeah. he just throws short balls, just stink and dunk, you know, the whole time. And it's like, I just don't know if I can trust that. I think if you play at the Swamp, then it's just difficult because the fans there are unbelievable. But, um, you know, Florida's got a great running attack, too, with Trevor Etienne, and their other running backs really good, too. But, um, you know, like looking at the SEC overall, I'm not as high on Tennessee like you. Um I, I'm just looking at it and it's like Texas A&M I'm not as high on because they haven't put the talent together. Um, Auburn's not good. Peyton Thorne's not the answer. 
And uh, Mississippi State. He showed that at Michigan State. Yeah, he showed that at Michigan State. And then Mississippi State's just not there. It's kind of Will Rogers or bust. And, you know, it's tough for him. And KJ Jefferson, same way at Arkansas, you know. So, again, the SEC is still deep. But um, I I like what you're saying about Kentucky. We're going to see if they're for real in these next few weeks. And it'll definitely be interesting. I think the Texas A&M, you got a circle. And then uh, Tennessee, you got a circle. LSU, you got a circle. And then Kentucky, we'll see. You know, but um, if you had to pick the SEC right now, who you if if Bama can get through, like, do you think Bama is going to end up winning that LSU and be able to get through and play Georgia? I yeah, I think I think I think we're going to win out the rest of the season. And okay, I think it's be us and Georgia in the uh, in the SEC championship. And I'm I, – I, I, this is, this is going to be another hot take. I am not a fan of Georgia at all. Okay. I do not think – they do not have that – they don't have – Beck is not that guy. Okay. I do not believe okay. – I do not like him. I don't think he's that guy. Their defense, incredible. Their tight end, oh, my God. He yeah, is Brock Bowers is so good. <laughs> he's like – he's probably the top top five receiver yeah. in all college. Like, he's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, you got to get your uh, the ball to the playmakers. So, I mean, that's what – Beck's doing. He's looking for him every single play. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think, I think they're missing that piece that we that we are missing too. And I yeah. think that's going to be a dog fight. Yeah, be a big game. I would be excited to see that game. So, I like. I mean, again, with Alabama and Michigan State, my last two guests, uh, Aaron picked Michigan State all the way through. So I ask these <laughs> questions. Okay, I ask these questions to make it to make it um relevant and like a good analysis how does alabama beat georgia like what keys do they have to do in order to win that game do it's going to be a defensive game they both have amazing defenses they're both just they both it's it's going to be it has to be an offensive game they have to put they have to get the ball down the field mm-hmm. and it's going to be it's going to be in the dirt no one's going to throw the ball it's going to be heavy running on both sides and yeah that you just got to overcome it. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's going to be who who wins the trenches, who wins it. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right. Well, we're going to go to a little break, and then we'll talk about some of the other games from Week Four, and then I'm going to ask Connor who he thinks will be in the playoff. So stay tuned. Hello, hello. This is Giovanni Mosheri. You may have heard me a couple times on Jake's Takes. I am the sports media director of Oakland University's campus radio station, WXOU, and I've been the host for about two years of a weekly sports show called The Jomo Show, where we cover all of Oakland University athletics, including a weekly update on scores and highlights, as well as interviews with athletes or those otherwise involved in athletics. You can listen to The Jomo Show live on WXOU Thursdays at 6, or you can tune in to me afterwards on Spotify. It's The Jomo Show. All right, welcome back into the podcast, and let's continue. Um, We got to talk a little bit. Let's move into the Big 12 a little bit. So we talked a lot about the SEC, and one of the games we talked about in the Alabama portion that we talked about was the Texas game, Texas-Alabama. So I want to get your thoughts on Texas. They had a big win against Baylor. They 
absolutely demolished them at Baylor, which is very impressive. 38 to six. Quinn Ewers had a fantastic game, 293, a touchdown. He looked really good. Talk to me a little bit about what you saw from Texas kind of in the Alabama game. And if there's anybody on their schedule that might give them some trouble, or you think they might just take over the Big 12. Yeah, I don't know. They Quinn and yours kid. He 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 changed from last year. He's 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 the real deal. He I really like him. I think he was he threw for like three hundred and fifty yards and five yeah. and three touchdowns against Alabama's defense, which is that's at Alabama, which is just makes it way more impressive. I, I their their offense is just it's it's consistent, and that's that's what you need, and that what that's what makes a good football team is consistency on the offensive side, and. I, I don't there's I think I think they're just gonna walk through the rest of their schedule like I, okay. I honestly I honestly see that they're gonna win out but I also they're playing Kansas next week it's at it's a home game for them that's I feel like that could be a close game but it's home environment so I think they're gonna win that Oklahoma that should be an interesting game that should be an interesting game I'm they, Oklahoma has not been amazing this year but I do think they're that they're going to compete, and I think that's at Oklahoma. Or is uh, that- yeah, the Red River is normally like a neutral game. They kind of play that at a neutral site, so um, you know that'll be interesting there. Kind of to add on to what you were saying, I think really those are the two main games, and they're coming up. They're both Kansas next week, and then Oklahoma is the week after. One thing I'm nervous about is Texas looking ahead to Oklahoma and overlooking Kansas. And Kansas, they have a really good football team. Um, They dismantled Illinois earlier this year. And, I mean, it wasn't even close. It was 34-6, and they took out their starter. And then Illinois made it 34-23. But, uh, I mean, Kansas is really good. Jaden Daniels, it's I think it's – nah, hold on. I don't know if it's Dan- – it's something, something similar to – It's like Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels or something. Yeah, I mean – both the LSU quarterback and him have similar names, but they're both like tremendous athletes, tremendous athletes. And Kansas really just been really good this year. And I'm actually very excited for that game next week. The thing with Texas that's weird about them is like they're so talented, but they'll play down to their competition. They will. I mean, the Wyoming game, it was 10-10 going into the fourth quarter. And you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And then they turned it on and won 31 to 10. But I mean – I did say watch out for Wyoming. I liked Wyoming. They they beat Texas Tech in double overtime, which was like a really good game. But, um, I mean, looking at their schedule, like BYU might be a little tricky because they've been decent this year. They don't have the quarterback, so, like, you don't know, and it's a home game. But also, like, TCU, solid team, not crazy. We saw Colorado kind of have their way against them. I don't know. I mean, it's a very weird schedule. Kansas State's probably the only other one that I'd like because Will Howard's actually a good quarterback, and I like Kansas State. They lost a disappointing game to Missouri two weeks ago now. But, um, I mean, looking at Texas, I do think they're clearly the best team in the Big 12. And if the Big 12 wants to participate in the playoff, they need Texas to just go all the way. It's just the truth. And um, I think they have one of the best D lines in football. They absolutely do- demolished Alabama, uh, Alabama's offensive line. They were all over Milrow. They made it really difficult for them. And I would, I'm just overall very impressed with this Texas team. Um, I mean, Shark has done an unbelievable job. 
He just has like this team's unbelievable, and I'm very impressed with them. Yeah, no, I, I I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I'm not a fan of Texas at all, but I their offensive line, their yeah. offensive line is is ridiculous. Their total yards against Alabama was like almost 500 yards. Yeah. And I mean, they're the first downs. They had 23 first downs. Alabama had 18. They they're just consistent. Like going back, like it's just. The consistency, their offensive line is great, and I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little nervous about it, but I also they just they the only big team they have is uh, like Alabama, and like I mean the rest is like yeah. First week, their first game was Rice, mm-hmm. and they paid. Then they played Alabama, uh, Wyoming, little 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 bit, but yeah. I knew they were gonna win that game. Baylor, I mean it's at Baylor, probably a hard environment to play especially that big of a game rivalry yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I do. I really like your, uh, your take on Kansas. I think, I do think Texas might be uh, struggling there in terms of looking past and just looking at Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I Houston, man, they, yeah, they, pull, they pull off some things. They, they yep. can, they can play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost the TCU. What was it? Week one, I think. Yeah. TCU is a good football team. Yep. TCU is a good football team. And I don't know. It's, it's those three games are going to be the key for that whole entire schedule because after that, I mean, it's BYU, Kansas State, TCU could be, it could be a coin toss, Iowa State, and then yep. Texas Tech. So, I mean, I, I, I can't see something going wrong, but I want something to go wrong. It's just. <laughs> I just can't see it right now. Yeah. yeah he's that he's he's the guy. He's the guy yeah. that they've been looking for and they got him. Yeah, Quinn Ewers definitely been sensational this year. Um, yeah, I think it's hard to just not pick Texas out of the Big 12. I mean, Oklahoma's looked solid at, at stages, but Dylan Gabriel hasn't gotten much better compared to last year. They had a weird game against Cincinnati uh yesterday, winning 20 to 6 and you know, Oklahoma's had some games where they've dropped 80 points and then they've had some games where it's just like a dud. And I felt like Cincinnati was a good place to really make a statement and they didn't. So, um, you know, I don't know. I think Texas can definitely just take that big 12 and, you know, it'll be up to them to rise to every occasion and, you know, wins a win. They like the big 12 season for them starts next week with Kansas. Like that's going to be a tough game and we'll definitely see what's up. Baylor didn't have their starting quarterback. So you kind of knew they'd take care of business there. Um, So I'm excited. I'm excited to see Texas They They got the win that they needed against Alabama and we'll see if they can run the table. So that's some exciting stuff. All right, let's move into the Pac-12 a little bit. There was a lot of great Pac-12 action. I'll just say the scores and we're going to kind of talk about the teams a little bit. The game people were circling and really interested in was Oregon, Colorado. And there was a lot of like trash talk everywhere back to back. Yeah, Oregon killed them 42 to six. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was a domination. I mean, no Travis Hunter, which is killer, but it kind of just shows you where Colorado is in the pack and how good the Pac-12 is. Like there's just so stacked all around. Going through some other scores, you have the Oregon State Washington State game, which I was excited for. Washington State ended up winning 38 to 35. My thoughts on that just Cam Ward, man, he is incredible. He had 250 yards 
this is the first half, okay? He was 13 for 14, 250 yards, three touchdowns. He was sensational, like, to start the game. And I was just like, okay, Oregon State has no chance. This guy is on. And he was on. It was impressive. And then look at some of the other scores. Washington won 59 to 32 against Cal. And USC won 42 to 28 against Arizona State. So, and I also missed the Utah game. Utah won 14 to 7 against UCLA. So, a lot of stacked teams in the Pac 12. All those games that I mentioned involved a ranked team, which is just incredible when looking at the Pac-12. So if you're looking at the Pac-12, and I could tell I'm telling you to only pick three teams out of the Pac-12, what three teams do you like the most? See, like I feel I dude, uh USC mm-hmm. Williams is just a beast. He's gonna be a Heisman contender again. And he's just ridiculous. He's got a cra- crazy team. Re- receivers are nuts. And, I mean, Lincoln Riley's doing the right things. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's a great coach. He's a great coach. And he's really, he's really set up a great program over there. Washington, I really like. And they put a pounding to Michigan State. Uh, yes, yes. Pounding, which was at Michigan State. And that's a mm-hmm. hard game. That's a hard place to play at. And, I mean, the third team – uh, Oregon. I mean, Bo Nix, okay. Bo Nix is that man. He's that guy. He's going to be a Heisman contender, if not the Heisman winner. Yeah. I mean, like those are probably the three main teams right now, especially with what Oregon just put on like, to Colorado. Like that yeah. just sent a message to the whole world. I think that Oregon's for real. And the thing that's so cool about college football this year is like Oregon's the number 10 team in the country, but there's a real argument that they could play with Georgia and give them like a really, really good game. You know, um, and, you know, like that's the same with I think Utah with a healthy Cam rising could give Georgia a really, really good game. You know, I love Utah. I think Utah is unbelievable. And the fact that they're still undefeated without Cam rising is incredible to me. Four and oh, and they've won some tough, hard nosed physical games. Give give Utah a ton of credit. They're back to back Pac-12 championship champions and I think they're unbelievable. I like them a lot. If Cam Rising's back, they're going to be scary. And look at the rest of the teams. I mean, I talked about Washington a lot last week cuz I was at the game and they're just incredible. Like so good. Their receivers are unbelievable. And Michael Penix might be the best deep ball thrower in the game. And then I haven't even mentioned the best quarterback in college football and Caleb Williams. Like that's what makes the Pac-12 so crazy. Oh, I know. I know. It, they, they really shot up this year. They really yeah. just shot up. Yeah. Super I mean, impressive. it might be like a last dance kind of thing where they're all like, all right, you know, it's time to, it's time to go last dance. But, um, you know, like it's been, it's been so much fun to watch with the Pac-12. Um, so, Looking at some of the schedules, USC is going to Colorado next week, and I think we all know what's going to happen. USC is going to pummel them, which is tough for Colorado because like it's such a cool story with Dion bringing in all these people, but um, you know it's it's going to come to an end. It just is. But um, the game in two weeks that I'm really, or actually it's three weeks because there's a bye, but um, October fourteenth, Washington plays at home against Oregon, which is going to be crazy, like absolutely crazy. That's one of the games to circle. But the thing that I'm a little nervous about with USC, even though I like them a lot and I think they're very good, their defense has been up and down with the tackling. Their tackling issue has been a problem for them, like almost the whole time. But USC, they have to play 
home against Utah, home against Washington, at Oregon, and at Notre Dame. They add that Notre Dame game. And it's like, geez, this schedule is just brutal, you know, at the end. They started out playing nobodies. But the fact that they have to play at Notre Dame, too, is just crazy to me. So that makes it hard for me to see where USC is going. And I I do think Notre Dame's defense impressed me, so they're going to keep it a good game. But, you know, I don't know. This Pac-12 is so hard to predict. If you had to predict, like, who's coming out, it's, it's difficult, right? It is. And, you know, it was a little surprising that uh, ASU, I'm a big fan of Drew Payne. I really like him. He's a great quarterback. I actually think he played pretty well against USC. They put up they put up 30 points against him. Yeah. 28 points. Like, that's 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 for an unranked Arizona State. That's that's a little concerning for the USC defense. Mm-hmm. You be concerned putting up having them put up 28 points. I mean, yeah, their offense is ridiculous, but at that difference of a level, like they should they should blow them out of the water like they did against Nevada, putting up 66 points. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to rank the Pac-12 teams right now, I would probably put Washington as my one. And then USC at two, and then I put Oregon three, but Utah's knocking right on that Oregon door. I mean, you got to put Oregon three right now because their questions are answered. Like Bo Nix is playing at a sensational level, but we just haven't seen Cam Rising. And I'm telling you, when Cam Rising comes back, this Utah team is going to be scary, scary. I love them. Their defense is unbelievable, and I'm super excited just to see that level. And then you kind of get into the Washington States and the Oregon States and those teams that are going to give teams trouble, but it's hard to see them coming out on top. So, I mean, looking at it, I think that Washington-Oregon game might be the best game of the year because those two teams are so similar. You know, like there's going to be so many points scored in that game and it's going to be like so much fun to watch. I think Bo Nix and Michael Penix, other than Caleb Williams, are playing out of their mind right now. So I'm really excited for that game. And, you know, if you had to pick one team, who would you pick to make it out of the Pac-12 right now? Dude, I don't know. Washington's playing some really good football. USC, they're they're just always going to be a contender in that Pac-12 with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. They're just doing a great job over there. But man, I like Oregon a lot. I okay. Really like Bo, Bo Nix has had that. He's well, he's a junior, isn't he? Right. Uh, I think he's a senior. Senior. Yeah. SEC competition. Yeah. Knows what it is. He knows what it's like to be in those big games. Uh huh. I just. Dude, I really, really like Oregon on top on there. Like, I know Washington, great football team. They put up 59 points. Yeah. Week. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, Cal, Cal's a good team. Like, they're a solid program. I mean, yeah, they're going to win no matter what. But, but 59 points, that's 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 a lot of points. And Yeah. But I, I really like Oregon, especially overcoming Dion and everything like that. It's – I think I think there's a little sleeper in that uh, – in Oregon over there, I think they're going to come out possibly, possibly on top. If not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm pumped for that Pac-12. It's definitely going to be very interesting this year. It's a great way to kind of finish off the Pac-12 too, and you know, having these teams move like it's going to be exciting next year. I'm pumped for that part. But I want to get into your playoff prediction. Okay, I had I had Jonah kind of make one. I had I made one before the year, 
And my playoff prediction is not going well. It's rough. I had I had Georgia one, Michigan two, uh, Clemson three, and LSU four. So it, it's not going well. So talk to me about your prediction. Let's see if you can make a little bit of a better one than me. Uh, it's already week four, man. I don't know. There's there's really good teams, but there's also there's a lot of questions about these big teams. Yeah, Georgia. I do have concerns. I think that they're going to lose one game, and it's going to be to Alabama in the SEC championship. Okay. But, dude, they're going to put Michigan in. And yeah. Because they don't they, – their schedule's like the easiest schedule like they've ever had. And well, do you think – you think Penn State's going to beat them though, right? Yeah, it's – is that – where's that game at? That's it's at, at Penn, Penn State. At Penn State, yeah. Michigan's completely out of the playoff question if Penn State wins that game. Yeah, I agree with that. that. I agree with that question, but you have to put Penn state in if they do. Yep. 100%. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to do. Oh man. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough. This is is a crazy year. This is a, it's a fun year. It's so much fun. I'm going to go with, I hate to say it. I'm going to go with, Texas won. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Dude, this is – I'm going to go Texas one, Georgia two. So, Georgia – okay. I, I'm just trying to, like, uh, analyze it. So, Georgia's two after they lose to Bama. Or does Bama yeah, get that because, two? Okay. No, I think I, – I think they – well, it just it really depends because if Bama wins out, yeah, they make the playoffs. Yeah. But Georgia's still gonna only have one loss. Yeah, yeah. The thing the question will be if Georgia loses that, is is Georgia more attractive than a Pac twelve team? That's that's what it's gonna be, you know? Like because the Big Ten team will secure one spot. And then it'll the question will be: Do we add a second SEC team? Do we add a second Big Ten team? Or do we add the Pac-12 team that has maybe one or two losses that's gotten beaten up by a ton of good other Pac-12 teams? You know, it's so tricky that way. It's so hard because the the committee is just they, they I don't even know what they're doing because they put TCU in it last year. Yep. Horrible idea. Bama <laughs> just destroys Kansas State to the team they lost to the week before. So like it's like it's it's impossible to guess, but I really think scratch it, scratch it. Texas, okay. Alabama, All right. Georgia. You gotta throw Penn State in there. You All gotta right. throw Penn State in there. I, I like that prediction. Like I really don't mind it. I don't know about Bama. That's just that's I think everybody talking because yeah, you know yeah. it's it's just the truth. But um, you know, like I like that. I think it's I think it's a solid prediction because it's gonna be hard for a Pac-12 team to make it because it's so stacked over there, like so stacked, and they're just gonna beat each other up. Washington yeah. has to play both USC and Oregon and Utah. You know, like it just keeps going, and it's like, how are you supposed to only lose two games in the Pac-12 because it's such a stacked conference? So it's going to be very interesting, and I actually like that prediction. I think it's one of the better ones. So we'll see. I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. Dude, I'm, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting that Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State uh, area. Yeah. And who really who really takes control of it? But I, I think Michigan, they're a great team. 
fantastic running back room. JJ, he he's got he's got that he's got that Joe Burrow swagger. He's got mm-hmm. that Joe Burrow swagger. And man, their their defense, their secondary is so good. But I don't know. Penn State's got that. Penn State's got a got a little bit of an adrenaline rush towards Michigan, and it's at home. So I don't know. I I think I think Penn State comes in close in the top four spot, right there behind Georgia. So I, I don't know. I, it's 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 going to be a great. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Well, Connor, thank you so much for joining the show. This was a lot of fun. We really dove deep into like the whole landscape, and this was really cool. So thanks for joining the show, man. This was fun. Dude, yeah, I appreciate you having me. It was, it was good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm pumped for the college football season, and that's going to wrap up this episode of Jake's Takes. Uh, big thank you to Connor Benson, and we are going to be back at you guys soon. I'll see you later. Peace.